everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. It's Kat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, everyone. How are you? Hey, Matt. It's um, going to be a really interesting episode today. Um, do you remember, like, that show, uh, Who's the Boss? I do, yeah. Okay, so... Um, Wasn't that Tony Danza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course it was. He was, like, dreamy for uh, the time period. Sure. Not for me. Uh, yeah, to the flight, I'm sure, maybe yeah. for you. But, you know, you can see, like, the different aspects of being the boss. And, um, you know, would you rather be the boss or would you rather be the worker with the security of having... Uh, I think if I had to choose, I'd be the boss, you know, only because I like to tell people what to do and, you know. Yeah, you know, but it's kind of just like the opposite in the podcast because, you know, I'm kind of more, would you say, like, I'm more like the boss? Um, You're probably more the brains than (laughs) the boss. (laughs) (laughs) But without you, I mean, the podcast doesn't happen, so. Well, um, you know, I think that's a good place to introduce our guests today because uh, they are both the boss. Uh, of their own individual businesses and uh, they can you know demonstrate who has the brains (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking they both do Uh, but this will be for our listeners out there who are thinking about you know I've been working for the man uh, all these (laughs) (laughs) all right all these years and uh, you know I'm thinking I want to be a boss I want to be my own boss so it's one thing to think that, but it might be another to actually do it. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is another to yeah. actually do it. A lot of stuff you have to go through in order to get to being the boss. So. I think it's one of those things that like sounds so good, you know, when you say, I'm the boss. It's like, oh, wow, you know, that person has their own business. But what does it take? That's what we want to focus on today. Okay, sounds good. All right, so we have with us today Kim Minton and Isaac Abner, and we want to welcome both of you to Backstory Sessions. We can't wait to hear um, the information that you have for us and your own backstories. Thank so you, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, Kim, I want to start with you. Um, the Ugly Mug, that is a pretty cute name. So uh, how'd you come up with that? Where, what's the story? Well, um... I had always wanted to open a coffee shop. <laughs> like, this had been in the making for probably about 10 years before I actually opened. Just trying to think of a cute name, and that's kind of a play on words, you know, the ugly mug, which can be <laughs> an ugly face, uh, but also <laughs> a, a coffee mug. So that's how I came up with the name. Just thought it was something clever and cute and catchy. And did you just know that was the title, like when it came into your mind, then you just knew that was it? I had three different names picked out that I had written down in my little dreamer notebook. (laughs) And that's just the one I kept going back to. 
so I picked it. Well, I think it's a great name, uh, Mount. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> we know. call Matt the title master, so yeah, uh, if he gets the approval, you know, it's just really... <laughs> right, stuff. yeah, I come up with all the episode names and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So, I guess another thing I'm curious about, you said is this was 10 years in the making. Um, were you the lemonade kid, you know, were you... Did you set up, like, little entrepreneur businesses? Actually, it's funny you ask that because I, um, when I was, you know, the home I grew up in, we always hung out downstairs with our family rooms. And under the steps, there was a little area, you know, you can hang clothing or store things, but I put an office back there. (laughs) And I made a little cash register. I remember my parents got me a cash register for Christmas one year, and I was just ecstatic over it. Um, they bought me those little uh, receipt books from the <laughs> store. Like, I constantly played store back in that little hideout underneath the steps. And my sister, she still, you know, she'll still bring that up all the time. It's just kind of like I knew one day I would probably own, own a business of some type. Um, but that journey come later in life. So mm-hmm. take us from that place where you had your own little receipt book and office <laughs> you know until before you opened the business so well, what happened um, in that time you know, after high school of course I went on to college and my mom was a teacher my dad was a, a banker and I thought maybe that I would like to go into education too but um so I, I took some courses did some observation at a high school and figured out that was not for me, I did not have the patience that my mother did. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, so then I went, I changed my major, um, went into medical assisting, and I worked in healthcare, you know, after graduating college. Uh, that's all I knew, you know, was uh, healthcare. I just kind of got burnt out on it. Um, but I always had the dreams of opening a coffee shop, you know, all the years of working. I knew I liked coffee shops and I knew I liked coffee and people and um, I just decided to go for it you know eventually. So what was the the moment that you decided I'm gonna leave healthcare and I'm really gonna do this? Um, well my family you know of course encouraging me um, and several close friends that encouraged me I just did my research. I got really burnt out on working in healthcare. Um, I loved my patients. You know, I loved the job, but there were parts of it that had changed drastically throughout the years, and it just was not the same as when I started. Um, I just kind of got tired of working for someone. <laughs> okay. Truthfully. Sure. And we're going to talk in a minute about opening it and all the process of that but Isaac I have a few questions for you too let's get caught up on you um so were you the lemonade stand child Uh, I have a very similar story to Kim I I was always the kid coming up with these kind of harebrained schemes Uh, I remember one of my first things was I created a newspaper, right? And my I, my parents had a Polaroid camera, and I cre- I put like a little little story that I'd wrote up, and it was you know it was just a couple sentences. It was the best I could do, probably at seven years old. And I would and I took a Polaroid picture, and I, only way I could I could 
recreate the picture for each story was to take the picture multiple times. So I, I created like 10 or 12 of these printouts, <laughs> all with the same Polaroid picture that I'd taken many times and had this little story that I had written. And I sold that for 25 cents oh. to, to, wow. to, to, to different folks. <laughs> Uh, and I and I and I appreciate everyone who bought that. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, little things like that. Um, picking blackberries was another one. I, I, I'm Chris, my business partner currently. We have stories of, uh, of of upcharging our family members for 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 blackberries over the years. So many 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 courts were overpaid for. Um, but uh, yeah, we were always doing things like that, trying to trying to kind of further our business interests. Um. So when did that stop, and you decide? that you're going to go down a more traditional path. You know, Chris and I kind of got separated. My, my business partner, he's not here today, um, in high school and college, right? We, we, we still maintain, maintained contact over the phone, and we were still friends, but, like, we went down different paths. He went down a very similar path to Kim, education. He stayed the course, became a teacher. Um, I went down the law school path, you know. Um, I had to move off to northern Kentucky, all that stuff. So I'm focused on finishing my school, passing the bar, all the things that go along with that. So... Everything was delayed until all of that was taken care of. Um, a few years after that, you know, it's probably been five years since I, since I passed the bar, six years, something like that. Uh, Chris and I have kind of got to a point of stability in both of our lives, and we just kind of um, decided it was time to do something. So, um, minus Chris, do you still feel like you would be taking on this new adventure? Absolutely. Um, Chris and I both uh, kind of kicked the ball down the field on this. Uh, I was the one probably started dragging him down the f photography business at the, at the very beginning. I'd been into photography for about nine years. Uh, I got my camera in 2012, the first camera that I bought. And been a, been an interest of mine for, for a long time. I love taking pictures. Um, Chris had had his for about a year and a half. Um, so he's a little newer, little newer to the game. Um, he likes to take pictures of sports type stuff. I'm more landscapes, some people. Um, so we kind of decided that we would, we, would, we would join forces, so to speak, and, uh, and, and, and create a photo video uh, company. But yeah, it, 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 even without Chris, I think I would have eventually uh, wanted to have made, you know, created my own photo video company. I'd even done some weddings um, on my own before officially um, kind of starting this thing. Um, there are people out there who Abner Photography has taken pictures of. Well, they'll have that on the bottom of their photos, um, <laughs> even before Cumberland River. Do you worry uh, if the business fails that your friendship will suffer? Uh, Chris and I are we're a very unique uh, sort of friend, friend, friends. Um, we are basically the same person. Um, we've been best friends since preschool and never had an argument. Um, and I know that's not a lot of people can say that. Chris and I have a, have a way of kind of getting through even even difficult difficult situations where we, we just, I don't know, we don't, we don't attack each other. We don't get mad at one another. Um, we just, and we don't really have that many differences of opinion. So we don't, we don't really worry about that. Um, so that's, I guess, to answer that. Is this something you've talked about? Uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but it's, but it's, it's never something we gave much, much thought to. Like I said, we've just never fought. So, I mean, you've got to really know, and I mean, I think the lesson there for someone who would be starting their own business is they really need to know the person that they're getting into it with, mm -hmm. right? Like if it's, some, if it's someone that you're, you're, you're uh, capable of butting heads, heads with or you have butted heads with in the past, um, financial issues and dealing with money is probably only going to amplify that. All right. So once you add those stressors, it probably needs to, need to make sure that it's the right person. Okay. So uh, I think that gives us, Matt, did you have any questions like leading up to their backstories? Uh, I would like to focus a little bit on, 
you have the idea, you're ready to try to get the business open. So, you know, wh what are some of the steps to become a business owner? What's the first thing you need, Kim? Um, well, you need money. <laughs> okay. And uh, a funny thing about that is, and I probably always assumed it myself until I became a business owner or thought that I might like to open a business, but people think um, if you own a business, automatically you've got money, which may be the case for some people. It was not the Don't case for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the case for me. You know, I had to borrow the money to start my business and I make payments on it. You know, I did not have that just handed to me. Um, so I, I have a question about that. Um, uh -huh. Did you go to a bank and say, I have this idea for a business and... Mm -hmm. And you have to like write a business plan and um, yeah. all the stuff that goes along with it. It's a, it's a lot, it's a headache and I guess they, they want to see too, if you go through all the trouble to do all that, you're probably pretty serious about what yeah. you're going to do because it's not, it's not a fun process <laughs> or an easy process Did you all. find the process of doing that and all the things they wanted made you really um, think about the business in a, a deeper level than you had before it you did. went there? And then you're like, you know, you're borrowing this large amount of money, um, which which I borrowed the least amount that I could to get by because I knew if my business failed, I did not want to have this huge debt that I was going to have to pay, you know? Right. So I did just enough to get me going. Um, but yeah, it definitely made me think, you know, and it's kind of scary, you know, just like anytime you... Did you go through the SBA? Um, I did not. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, I know that's... Um, yeah. That's a, <laughs> a large, another big process yeah. the SBA stuff is which is good and helpful but yeah I didn't go through them so did you find that like when you said I have this idea for opening a business that banks were like oh here's money no go it was, do what you was want. not that easy no <laughs> I had several that never you know even gave me a call back or no no so what's the time frame like just so the listeners have an idea of when you approach them I'm and you start the process. Is Seems it? like it was around three months or so. Okay. It was not a quick thing. So you're not going to just uh, go to the bank one day and open up next week? No. Okay. You have to like literally write a business plan and show them every little thing that you're going to do with this money that you want them to give you and what your plans are, you know, they want to know. And when you got accepted for financing, you must have had uh, mixed feelings of happiness and then reality. <laughs> happiness and being terrified all at the same time. It's kind of like, whoa, this is real now. You know, this is really happening to this me. This is great, but oh shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think I said that more than once, yes. <laughs> Isaac, what was the funding like for you? We had a little bit different path. Okay. Um, I, I was already into photography, so I probably had eight or $10,000 worth of photography gear already day one. Okay. So we didn't need as much money. Chris bought, he bought gear that accentuated mine right we both kind of we kind of both found a set of gear that we could both centralize around. we're in the sony ecosystem for our cameras and lenses and all that um so we kind of subsidized our business to start from our other jobs right I, I maintained my job he maintained his job and we basically just um, funded all of our startup costs out of that and we didn't we didn't get any funding from anybody which allowed us to operate in the black kind of from day one so 
that's another path is if you got a job you can hang on to it if you can possibly do it if it's unless if, it, if it's not a job that requires you to be work photography is kind of photography and videography is kind of unique in that most people are working so most of the time when we're doing photo and video shoots it's in the evening or on the weekends right. so we were both very capable of maintaining our jobs and 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 doing our other job as well okay so, so you you don't have a physical location is that true we are that's correct we are visiting a place this afternoon a guy's going to show oh, us nice. but it's we have been uh, we have it's been no end to struggle i'm um, trying to find a place to buy on the square at this moment so is it trying so you could do the business without a physical location for the most part uh, for the, we we uh we're, we run into we run in we, well, that's that's a limitation, and uh, we want to have a studio to be able to function out of as the weather starts to turn cold. And um, we really lost a lot of business going into the holidays. It's uh, Kentucky, it doesn't get cold. Here. Well, <laughs> um, unfortunately, people <laughs> people's tolerances are not high. Um, but yeah, it, it, having a studio to get us outside out of the weather um, through the winter would be nice. Um, we need a place to kind of consolidate all of our gear. Um, as we've continued to shoot, we've got smoke machines and lighting and all this different stuff. Oh, wow. So, and it's like it's starting to pile up and I mean like it's a room full of things <laughs> at this point um, and it would be nice to have a place to put that kind of stuff um, and we have some other ideas like when we get a place it's not just going to be a photo studio we've had the idea that it's probably going to be a bar or maybe even a small restaurant as well nice. so but it's it's going to segue into that but you know it's 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 about finding the right location right now um, so, Kim, how did you go about finding the location? Did you know you wanted to be here in this spot that you are? or um, I knew I wanted to be downtown Barberville um, because I wanted the old building. <laughs> that just adds to the atmosphere of a coffee shop, in my opinion. Um, knowing that if I did that, I would not have a drive-through, which has probably hurt my business somewhat. I mean... Not hurt it, but I mean, it's probably well. I don't know. Would have been another. It's, option. it's convenient to yeah. have a drive-through. I, you know, I admit that. But I didn't want a newer type building. I wanted the old building, so I definitely knew I wanted to be downtown. Um, there are a few places that I did look at before I decided on uh, the the space that I'm in now. Okay. Um, how important do you both think location is um, to a business? Everything. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. So these statistics um, come from the U.S. Bureau of Labor. 20% uh, of small businesses will fail in the first year. Um, were you aware of that in your first Absolutely, year? Absolutely, I was. And <laughs> I had many, many people that... It reminded me of that constantly. I don't know if they were trying to scare me or trying to to make me really use my brain before I decided to do this. But um, yeah, I was very aware of that. And did, did you have people who were like, "You're crazy for doing this"? Oh yeah, now? absolutely. And now at this point, um, November will be my seven year anniversary, and I look back on that and I'm thinking, you know look at me now right, <laughs> not to absolutely. sound conceited but i believed in myself i believed in what i was doing and i was going to make it work no matter what okay you know and i have so far i think, and that, if, I think that's an important point that you have to believe in yourself oh absolutely yeah gotta it's, gotta burn the boats yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we say that often <laughs> on our podcast so yeah. um and isaac for you 
Uh, I was very well aware of that statistic as well. Um, and Chris and I, we, we, we are, we're both very well of that statistic. Um, and that's kind of why we've, we've kind of chose to go slowly and kind of run up the score, right? Like we've, this, this past year, we basically just saved money. It's all we've done. And that way that when we, when we go into a place and if we do decide to try something more ambitious, you know, in the, in the form of a, of a bar or a distillery or something like that, right. like that we kind of have a cash supply to be able to fund that. That way that, you know, we're minimizing our risk as we go forward by just having money and not having to rely on loans. Right. Let's say that we could buy the building outright day one and um, we're in a much better financial place. So um, we're, we're, we're trying to just kind of hold serve and, <laughs> and not mess up. But, yeah, we're aware of that as well. So we, we try to take take precautions and make good decisions to, 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 to limit that. You have, uh, I'm sorry, do you have um, people who advise you on things? We have people that we're friends with, Kim, um, <laughs> other, 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 other folks as well. Um, uh, Anthony, shout out to Anthony Maxwell. He's the owner of Gap Creek Coffee House in, uh, in Cumberland Gap. But a few of, a few other folks that we talk to that have kind of uh, been been influential in helping us try to make good decisions and bide our time and not rush and sign the first lease that we can get a hold of, right? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Kim? Do you have like a whole group of people behind you? Um. Yep. My, you know, mostly. Uh, well, my family, of course. There weren't many business owners that actually helped me. I, I pretty much did it by myself. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of input from other people. I would, I would go to coffee shops in different cities and towns when, when my husband and I would go somewhere, and I would get a drink, and I would sit there and watch the flow of it and the customers. I did that so many times. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I kind of just figured it out on my own. Okay. <laughs> um, so what about regulations? Um, because, you know, I, inspections, the, those kinds of things. What do people need to know about that if you're going to open a business? And I know that may vary depending on if you're a food industry or... Like with the building, is that what you're talking uh, the about? The building or what the product that you're servicing, do you need a health inspection? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, well, training? of course, I'm considered a restaurant, um, okay. even though I don't really serve food, it's just drinks, but I still get inspected by health department every six months. Um, you know, you have to keep everything up to their um, regulations and... As far as opening, you know, you have to get inspected by the, the fire safety. I don't remember the name of them, but right. the fire people, you know, all that has to be inspected and good before you can open. So how did you learn about what was required for all of those so you can make sure that you would pass your inspection? I just researched it. My brother-in-law may have told me some things. Okay. Um, my landlord that I rent from, he's been super duper nice and helpful for me, and he, he helped me with it too. Uh, Isaac, the same thing when you're building, if you, you know, when you get your physical location, what will change as far as? Yeah, we'll obviously have to jump, obviously have to jump through the, the, the hoops, uh, jump through the red tape, but yeah, well, that's not, the, not something we've really had to deal with just yet. I mean, we have, we have things that we have to attend to, you know, in, in terms of ensuring our camera gear and, okay. and all that stuff, but that's, you know, it, we, our, our expenses are a little different in that regard. We don't have to worry about the, the F FDA or whatever cracking down on us at this <laughs> point. Uh, you mentioned insurance, so um, you're insuring your equipment but if you have a physical location, I assume they have to have liability insurance and all that. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I pay tons of insurance here on my employees and 
my the contents of the shop and everything in between yeah okay. and i and i think that i remember once um something about the music that you play mm -hmm. like uh, that may be a misconception that people think you can just play any music you want to uh, and, not, and I found that out the hard way. <laughs> okay. And when I first opened, I was having live music here, um, and I got contacted by one of the licensing companies out of Nashville <clears throat> and said if I did not pay their yearly fee to have live music in my, my business or even the music that plays on the speakers in here that I would be fined, like, this astronomical amount of money, wow. and they wow. would have... You know, it was a mess, and I was, I literally did not know anything about it. I right. wasn't trying to, like, cheat anybody. <laughs> sure. So. So, when they called you, did you think it's like, you know, now people call you and say, oh, you're, uh, you know, you have to pay, like, the calls that you get. Right. You oh, yeah. For I, well, I don't have music here, so they really don't, don't call me anymore, but <laughs> uh, it was a mess for a long time. <laughs> And Isaac, um, you know, being a videographer, I imagine the music that you use in your videos might be a similar. I'm always very careful with that. Uh, so we have we have libraries that we we pay for access to um, to be able to use stuff copyright royalty free. Okay. But yeah, you just can't you can't go find a Led Zeppelin song and drop it on your video. <laughs> you know, right. Here, here we go. Yeah. Um, you have to you have to be choosy with that kind of stuff and, and make sure that you're not uh, not running afoul of any laws. <laughs> Okay, so the next uh, um, category I think that's important is, you know, your business opens, so uh, you need a staff, you need advertising, so people know you're here. Uh, how did you go about um, staffing? Well, my first employee, <coughs> excuse me, he had lived in Ireland for a while and learned the art of coffee over there and uh, Jeff Ross was his name <clears throat> he was an exceptional barista like he literally taught me everything that I know about coffee you know besides what I researched myself and how did you find him or did you he already worked, know him? Uh, at a shop that I used to go to when I worked in Corbin <clears throat> I became friends with him and then when I decided I was going to open my shop I thought oh Jeff Ross would be a great person to talk to and then at the time he didn't have a job so I was like wow can work you know can work for me so he did and he was awesome he's just an awesome person all around but so smart he's a total coffee nerd and I love it <laughs> yeah, yeah I love Jeff too. Uh -huh. that's um so so you took care of staffing and uh -huh. um what about social media and the role of advertising? Do social you use media. that a lot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the only advertising that I do. I have done some newspaper advertising in the past, but didn't didn't say that it benefited me that much. I guess with the target art age group and that I I try to you know get in here. Everybody's on social media. Everybody's got Facebook or Instagram, especially you know the young kids the college kids so I'm constantly advertising on social media and it's it's been awesome for me what about radio have you tried that <laughs> I think I may have done one radio ad when I first opened but no basically okay. it's all social media and it's free 
which is the best part about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our attitude is very similar to Kim's. Uh, with the only advertising we do is social media, and we're very conscious of that, and very conscious of that that's that's kind of the way of the future. Um, we're not going to rent a billboard. We're not going to do a radio mm-hmm. ad. Like you, you can reach so many people. Like we've all. We're competing for people's attention, and we know people's face, faces are constantly buried in their phones. So that you got to go where the attention is, and wow. it's it's in their phones. Yeah. I've never called anyone off of a billboard, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I've called tons of people from. But I've had advertised to me on my uh-huh. phone. So. And so, how do you keep your separate um, personal social media from your business, or do you just enhance your business by your personal um, profile and social media? Are you talking like... Um, like if somebody hates Kim or something, opinion that you have that you post as Kim. I don't. Okay. I stay away from all of that on my personal Facebook page because I don't want to offend anyone first off, you know. Um, plus, in a small town, it can get dangerous quick. Sure. <laughs> Especially if you own a business. Right. So I just don't do it, period. Okay. I just stay away and just... You know, I post funny things and my kids and my dogs, and I share stuff from my business, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. And Isaac, do you take a similar approach? or? Well, um, I have not been so uh, so careful uh, <laughs> over, the, over the course of history. I, I do oftentimes have opinions on things. I don't care to voice them. Um, but since I have opened my business, I have tried to do a little better, of okay. maybe, not, uh, maybe not stirring things up too much. What about uh, your partner? Yeah, he, he's very similar. He's more opinionated than I am. We're, we're, both, we're both pretty opinionated fellows. Well, coming from law, I, I could see where... And, and we both have very similar positions, and we, we both don't really care to tell you what our positions are. <laughs> However, um, we, we are aware that um, a lot of times um, we're in an area where people may not necessarily agree with our opinions a lot of the time. So we are, we are oftentimes treading uh, very lightly. And how do you deal with uh, social media when someone is attacking you or your business? As delicately uh, as possible. Okay. As delicately as possible. We, we either try to be funny or just ignore it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the uh, lesson here is to know your, know your audience. That's right. Yep. What, yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I, we also understand that you could probably amplify your business by leaning into it, but we are, you know, this is a whole other tangent. But we are going to be true to ourselves, right? We're we're not going to you know we're not going to fly the flag of something that we don't agree with, right? Mm-hmm. Just to pander to pander right. to people, sure. right? Which is which is that's which is. I am. I'm a neutral ground. She's Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that's what I try to be. Just neutral and just everybody be happy and <laughs> let's not argue about things. <laughs> um, have Have you had a bad review? Has anyone ever? come onto the social media page and uh, the only negative review that I've ever had really has been someone that bought a bottle of soda and she thought that it was too expensive <laughs> didn't tough, buy tough crowd yeah. I know didn't buy a coffee or anything well I mean I'm surprised your business is still here my yeah. Mountain Dew is too expensive something like that happened. so thankfully that's really the only negativity that I've encountered. <laughs> All right, well, these are some, I, I'd like to discuss these. These are reasons businesses fail, again, according uh, to the U.S. Bureau of Labor. And then, you know, I think you could just give me your thoughts on how you're making sure that yours doesn't um, because of these. So, 
uh, the market doesn't need the service or the product. That's one reason the business might fail. How did you make sure that this was an area that would embrace a coffee shop? Well, there's, there was none here. Monopoly. <laughs> First off, yeah. Um, <laughs> plus, this town needed somewhere for people to go and hang out and have meetings and just chill with each other and someplace for kids to go after school, you know, anything. There was no, nothing here when I opened. Um, Plus, I wanted it to be different. I'm different. I was always kind of the weird kid, did my own thing. I'm very artsy, eclectic. Um, my shop, you can see that everywhere you look in my <laughs> shop. It's totally me everywhere. Um, and I think that at first it was kind of odd to people maybe, but the community has totally embraced me over the past seven years. And I'm so thankful for that, you know. they. And, and the kids that were kind of like me, you know, when I was growing up, they can see that being different is not always a bad thing, yeah. you know. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is great. And Isaac, what about you? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that this by telling a story. Well, we started as a photography company um, and to, to insulate ourselves from failing. Is it, photographers are a dime a dozen. There are a lot of photographers around. I can name you ten. Yeah. Um, what I can't name you 10 of are people who are doing video, doing high quality cinematic video. Mm -hmm. um, Chris and I figured this out pretty early and we have really leaned into that. So to keep our business solvent, to stay, to stay afloat, we have leaned very heavy into the video side of things just because we saw the need. So um, not being afraid to pivot if you see that the market may be leaning somewhere else just a little bit, especially if it's in line. Like, you know, we were able to use our same cameras, lenses and gear um, but just by making one little change, we change. We basically doubled our revenue. So, um, st one way to stop your business from failing is not be afraid to, to, to pivot slightly. Right. If the market says you need to. Okay. Exactly, and that same goes for Kim. If Kim figures out that she needs to sell sandwiches to. And to I, I've done that. <laughs> you know, I, there's been slow times. There's been times when I've thought, Oh my gosh, how am I going to keep the doors open? Many times that I have not even been able to pay myself because I had to pay my employee, my rent, my utilities. So I'm always thinking of new things to try that's going to target a different audience exactly. or, and get more people in. It's critical. Uh-huh. Well, even though that isn't with this part, when you mentioned about um, salary, you know, I think people think like, all the money you make that day you just pay yourself no, so no. how you know how long <laughs> how, how long does it take you to get a salary um, for yourself well let's see it probably took me around four years to finally be able to pay myself pretty regularly the same thing right you know, every time i pay myself um it it ebbs and flows at times, but yeah, it's not like, whew, we've opened a business, now we're gonna make all this money. I get paid after everyone and everything else gets paid, and that's a lot of people getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> By right. the time I pay employees, rent, taxes upon taxes. Products. Yes, every... uh, the products that I you know use, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> And Isaac is there. We we are just now at the point where we could pay ourselves. Um, we have we have chosen not to at this point, um, but we are really just now kind of 
predictably making enough money to where we could really pay ourselves. And that's so, after how? About a year. Okay. About a year. All right. All right. So the second thing is you run out of cash. That's the, uh, another reason businesses fail. So you, you could see that. I mean, oh, yeah, with the I pandemic. Could um, mm -hmm. I could see how that could happen. Thankfully, it's not happened to me. But yes, I know, you know, there's plenty of businesses that it has happened to, especially during the pandemic. Sure. So how do you, uh, how do you decide like what hours you're going to be open and that sort of thing? I know you're closed on Sundays. Uh-huh. I've played around a lot with the hours over the years. Um, when I first opened, we opened at 7 a.m. and then we were open to 7 p.m. I think. Um, just have to play with it, which I had you know, I have kids in school myself that I have to get to school, so the 7, the 7 a.m. thing was not Working. doable for me. Yeah. Um, plus, if you've ever driven around Barberville at 7 a.m., there's, no, there's nobody Guess, out. Guest town. Yeah. So, again, it's like know your audience. Right, yeah, and the same thing with my closing hours. I've been back and forth on that throughout the years, and I just found that 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, works best for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you don't have set hours, I imagine. You Buddy, if they, if they call us and say, let's meet, meet at mid midnight in town and we'll do a photo shoot, <laughs> me and Chris will be good. We'll get that. We'll get that. Yeah, ours is much more sporadic. Yeah. Okay. Do you like and, that better than yeah. having to have a set we, we do like that. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's rewarding. It keeps, keeps life interesting. Like a, a Sunday or two ago, we, went to, we drove to Cincinnati to do an engagement shoot. It was a good day. Cool. Yeah, just, cool. just, so yeah, it kind of keeps things keeps things fresh. Uh, well, you don't assemble a good enough team. That's the third reason that business might fail. Do you find that you you have to have the right team? I know you started with Jeff, uh -huh. and Absolutely. then how have um, you continued? Your employees can make you or break you. Um, and you know, earlier when we started, you were talking about being the boss. I am the boss, but I don't view myself as the boss we're a team and my you know we all work together to make this thing work and i've really been blessed with some awesome employees the whole time that i've been open they've all just been wonderful they know what i expect of them you know friendly you know i'm a big stickler for being friendly to people even if you're having a bad day leave the bad day at home <laughs> right and then you can pick it back up when you leave here but don't take it out on anyone you know right as but i've i've had great employees mm -hmm. right so that's good uh good advice for you when you go into your next venture absolutely and we and we we are close to that you know as we open our place we're we're, we, we're kind of looking for someone so yeah that is good advice going forward um ignoring the customer needs and poor marketing skills so, I mean, we've talked about that but by using social media. Um, you can't not make posts. Like, if you don't make posts, people are they're going to lose interest. Yeah, they'll forget <laughs> your, you exist. <laughs> like we, you know, that's, that's mine and Chris's thought. You know, we, we're trying to make a post every day or every other day. If we don't, like, mm -hmm. we're not going to book shoots. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. That's where most people find you. Absolutely. They, they see something mm -hmm. on social media, a share. Social well, media. I would think, like you said, you did an engagement shoot. So when you post some pictures of that, people are being like, oh, wow, and, and, you know, look how they did those. I, I want my 
Um, so I, I would think that's a really We're constantly good. trying to experiment with new methods on social media, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll do reels and live and all this different stuff, too, trying to make sure that, you know, we're, we're hitting people a couple of right. times. Yeah. In a podcast. There we go. Hey. To add to the social media thing, I, I don't know anything about TikTok. I'm not a TikToker, which, you know, I'm 44. <laughs> I don't know how to TikTok. But my employees are college students, you know, and they do. They're all about the TikTok. So... I'm going to make a TikTok account for the shop uh, within the next week or so and let the girls have access to it so they can post coffee shop videos. Uh, oh, cool. That's great. So that's something fun that will attract the younger crowd. That's great. <laughs> that is really cool. Uh-huh. That's neat. Um, this next one is interesting to me. Uh, the competition is outperforming you. And Isaac, let's start with you on that one. Absolutely. Because you say there's like so many photographers. Yeah, and it's and it's almost irrational because the way photography works, at least at least the way that I see it, is people kind of get a photographer and they stay with that photographer, right? That becomes right. their photographer. And regardless of skill level, regardless of quality of the images, regardless of whether the images are being edited in an up-to-date style, um, people will stay with that photographer. So it's really hard to kind of get people away from someone, but when you do, you really need to over deliver. And Chris and I are cognizant of that. Um, we know when we've gotten someone who has normally hired someone else. So we go out of our way to give them extra time. If they book an hour shoot, we'll stay an hour and a half, two hours. Um, we'll give their their edits even more attention to detail. You know, we're, we're really trying to overperform for them because we know that um, they've came to us over someone else. So yeah, always being aware of what the competition's doing and trying to stay ahead um, is critical for, for photography purposes. And Kim, um, yeah, I mean, so your competition is not really going to McDonald's and getting a coffee, you know, or these places through drive-thrus, or is it? Who, who is? Um, no, I don't really consider them competition. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's really such thing as competition around here. I mean, because you're providing a, a whole lot more than just that cup of coffee. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've got other stuff than just coffee. Right. Plus the atmosphere, uh, you know, the friendliness in here. I try to make everyone feel welcome. I'll know your husband, wife's name, your dog's name, your kids. I'll know everybody in the family. You know, by the time, you know, people keep coming in and I create relationships with them. So I think that's what keeps people coming back. Okay. Goes goes just as well well for hours as to Mm -hmm. building relationships. How re, how uh, supportive is the local government, and is that important? Uh, not really. For either. our purposes, it's been really well because we have a contract or two that we've signed with the local government. Like we do video work for Bar- the city of Barberville, so okay. very supportive for us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's always a good thing. I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's like you know, you do better to have them on your side rather than have a adversarial relationship with them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what about pricing issues? Um, that That's one of the reasons businesses fail. I'm sure it's not over the one drink, you know, that's a person who says <laughs> it costs too much. Um, but your coffee costs more than McDonald's. Right. Um, but again, you're getting a lot more of an experience mm-hmm. um, than just a drive-through. Plus, I mean, our drink—it's a gourmet coffee shop. Everything's 
handmade right then for you. Um, we source, you know, local beans from other roasters, you know, in the area or the country. Um, it's not just, you're not drinking like Maxwell old, House. <laughs> <laughs> old stale coffee, you know, we, it's literally like delicious and we put a lot of time into it. It's not just a drive-through McDonald's it's coffee. In any variety of options too. Like you look at the menu, it's right? Like a thousand, <laughs> right. And a thousand we'll, things. We'll <laughs> post a picture for our listeners so they'll <laughs> see. You know, there's a lot to choose from. I can't even imagine uh, what I would choose if I was choosing right this minute. Maximum sugar is what I always say. This <laughs> one. Um, and pricing for you. So I ours has been very interesting. We made a conscious decision when we started um, to kind of undercut the market. Um, so we were exchanging money for market share, you know, we, we, and we knew that. And it's been, and we've kind of migrated away from that gradually over this last year. But, I mean, it doesn't matter how good your photography is if you don't get to take pictures. Right. So, like, so when we first started, we, we priced ourselves so, so cheap that it was almost stupid to not book with us, right? You had to really be, you had to really want to not shoot with us to... to <laughs> So we, 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 that was a conscious decision we made, and then we migrated our prices upward as we gained market share. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's something to consider, too, is, like, you can, you can die on the hill of price all day long, but, you know, you got to eventually, eventually you've got to book some shoots or, or sell some cups wow. of coffee. Well, this last one is very fascinating to me. Um, the burnout from um, poor work versus life balance. So um, how... How do you not let your business fail because you either are spending so much time here that your family is falling apart? You know, how do you find that balance so you can keep the business successful and keep a happy family? Well, when I initially opened, I, I was literally here from daylight to dark. Like, I feel like I lived here. I did miss out on a lot of things with my activities my kids were in you know things like that um which I knew going into it that that's how it was going to be I couldn't just open a shop and leave someone else in charge and be like see you later you know <laughs> uh, yeah. people want to see your face if you own a business they want to be able to, you know to see the owner in there from time to time I'm not in here as much now as I used to be but you know I still see come in and be sure that people see me in here. Um, now it's finally, you know, I've gotten to where I'm not here, daylight to dark. Um, I don't, I don't get, I don't think I ever got burnt out on it. I was tired a lot, but I've never had a bad day here. I've never come into work and thought, ugh, I hate my job. I cannot wait to go home. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't happen here. It's just a happy place, you know. Oh, that's mm -hmm. really nice. Not many people, I think, can say that. Right? That's true, really, yeah. I did not feel that way when I worked in healthcare. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but now I do. I, like, I literally love coming here. It's awesome. And Isaac, how do you predict, um, you know, going forward as you go into the the building the and, mortar, and then expanding yeah. that is going to take more of your time right it's all it already takes a lot of time um there were a couple of weekends through prom season uh, and senior shoots and all that stuff where chris and i were just booked every evening right like i mean i would finish up real job go do photo shoots go home go to bed 
finish up real job, go do photo shoots, come home, go to bed. We had a we had a particular Saturday. We had 14 shoots, and Chris oh and I gosh. were constantly going oh in different. Gosh. And this is where Chris and I have to start splitting up and doing the shoots separately. Right. Uh, but 14 shoots in one day, it was like uh, somebody's prom, and. The, we we don't burn out like we we've not ran ran into that yet. But the toll on our families, we're both cognizant of like, hey, look, uh, why don't you shoot these shoots tonight? I need to spend a night at home. Or right. hey, why don't I shoot these night? I'll I'll take tonight. You you stay at home tonight. Mm-hmm. And we both try to do that and balance that a little bit, yeah. um, making sure that um, the, you know we can kind of look out for each other, and make sure that we are putting in the time at home we need to make sure our families are healthy. Right. And I'm lucky too with my <clears throat> employees. If I've got if my son's got a soccer game or my daughter's got wrestling or something, I can tell the girls, you know, I can't be there that day or I can't work an evening and they don't care a bit to to do it so I don't miss out on my kids, you know. So that goes back with your good team uh-huh. building to begin with that you have yep. that support. And I imagine your family and, and children um have to be understanding as well mm-hmm. that sort of develops over time that they yeah, they do and now um, my son is 17 and I had him in here over the summer working some, so <laughs> how did that go I mean a lot of people hire family members to uh, he, he did good yeah. he uh, he enjoyed it he did he mostly works the cash register yeah. he's not ventured into making drinks yet but he was help, very helpful, you know, and it gave him some experience to. So he didn't come home and be like, "Oh my God!" No, <laughs> you're the no. worst, Mom. <laughs> Which he he's at the age where he sees a lot of his friends in here too, so it's kind of fun for him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's cool. <clears throat> um, do you see this continuing, and one of your children potentially carrying on with the? Yeah, ones? I would like to, you know, if I'm lucky enough to keep it going, I would definitely pass it on to one of my kids someday. You guys, like, do you think it's important to plan for, like, secession for you? I mean, eventually everybody gets to the point where they, like, I, you know, I want to retire right. and, mm-hmm. you know, like do, or go do something else or, mm-hmm. you know, some other project that I want to work on. So do you guys consciously think about that, like, that someday I just want to... I've, I mean, I've given it some thought, of course, like if, you know, what if when my kids get out of graduate and go off and do their own thing, would I right. pass it to them or would my husband and I pack up and move away? Right, you know, right, I right. would definitely, you know, sell the shop to somebody if my kids didn't want to yeah. have it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, Isaac. What about you, Chris? <laughs> Chris and I are, are are farther away from that, right? Yeah. We're we're nearer to the beginning um, of whatever this is going to be for us right. than than we are to even even the midway point. So, we don't know what this is going to be. I mean, we've both got very young children, so secession is a it's a long it's a long time. I've got my oldest is nine, so uh, we, we've got a long time before he's taking the keys. Unfortunately. So yeah. what about what about transitioning? Like you're a lawyer. So what what about transitioning out of that into the business full-time? That is the plan. That is okay. the plan that I, that I would like to get out of the business of practicing law at some point. Um, and, 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 and I don't want to be this guy who, who's, who's you know, we see it all the time in the, in the, in the legal space, if the 70-year-old, 80-year-old lawyer who's still running into court trying to, tr- yeah, try, yeah. Trying to, trying to do what he can. Um, but, no, it's, 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 it's got to make sense. You know, and it's it, we're close um, with 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 Cumberland River um, uh, to, to to it being a, a, a good sustainable uh, a business to where we could we could live off of it and and, and it's still growing. Mm-hmm. 
but it's still it's still kind of new enough to where at this point if we if Chris and I were to both completely quit and just rely on our on Cumberland River, it would put it, it would put quite a strain on the business. Sure. So we we we've got to we've got to continue growing it just a little more, and we need a few more contracts and uh, get a, get the brick and mortar space up and running and, and have a few more revenue streams before we can really be there. So you're talking about possibly opening a, opening a brewery or um, a distillery or something uh, it, like that. Yeah, it's kind of the kind of the master plan, so to speak, would be we, uh, Barberville doesn't have a bar. Right. I mean, I know that's so so weird to me. But we, we, we want to open a bar. Okay. Um, and Chris and I both have an interest in brewing and distillery. Chris in a, in a distillery. Chris actually brews some on the side, and we both, we're both really in, into that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that will be a component of it as well. I don't know if that will be there at the start, but that is kind of the, kind of the grand scheme there. We would, we would have Cumberland River Distilling or Cumberland River Brewing and then also a bar um, as well. So that might help you <laughs> transition into, you know, that but that 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 doesn't have a limit on what that can be. Yeah. Um, you know, right. if you're if you're if you can become a high level distiller, then you know you can sell your products all over the state or all over the world. Right. Um, so we're trying to get into something that can be even maybe a little bigger than just um, just just here locally in Barberville. So. You know that's the that's the dreamer notebook coming out like Kim was talking about. <laughs> but, um, so one you, step at a time. Do you like write down all these ideas and like kind of keep a? Or we we have a whole we have a whole business plan kind of, of of where everything needs to happen and what step that we're on in the plan. Oh, like okay. um, it, it it it's it is part of. We sat down and we wrote all this out last Christmas when we saw that like we're our photography is doing well, the videography is doing well. What else? What do we want to do with this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, our our first indication was that we're going to open a photo studio, right? That's what we need. Um, but I think keeping a photo studio open just in and of itself is, is is not a really good use of property, right? It's just you're you're basically just paying for one room that's going to sit empty most of the time. And you're going to need it from time to time. Mm-hmm. So like what? So our next question then became, what can we do with this space to make it more profitable? Um, and then that's where we came to. Well, we'd both like to own a bar. Well, would exactly. So so um, if we can kind of you know we're going to try to piggyback the two together we'll have a space that we can use as a photo studio but then also we want to do the bar as well and then hopefully segue into the brewery and it'll just be kind of this amalgam of the things that <laughs> of our projects interesting yeah, I know my know. husband would be a big fan of that yeah <laughs> we we have had a lot of uh, a lot a lot of support um voice sure. for, for that and it, it would be more it would be in the vein of what kim's doing here it would be it would be the, it would be the place you go when you wanted the ugly mug at night right. Right. <laughs> there you after go yeah. yeah after 6 p.m you come to us <laughs> So do you, do you think it would be like a live music kind of thing? Live music um, probably would be up, up, up the market some. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be two dollar two dollar coors. It would be right, okay. you know it would be uh, it'd be it'd be craft brews and 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 uh, cocktails. Kind of like Jessica uh, Brewing. I don't know if you've ever been to their place. But I've been to similar places. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, something like that. It would be a little higher end. Okay. Fair enough. We don't want people getting trashed for 10 bucks <laughs> in our place. Kim, where do you see the ugly mug in a, I don't know, in a couple of years? What, do you, where, what direction do you think it's going to go in? Or do you um, think it'll be very similar to as it is now? Or Hopefully, I mean, it, it's just going to keep growing and getting more, you know, busier mm-hmm. and busier. Um, I don't see me stopping anytime soon <laughs> unless something terrible, you know, were to happen. But the whole pandemic thing 
thankfully did not hurt me. Um, actually, I've been busier than I ever have been. And I, maybe it's because coffee is such a grab-and-go thing anyway. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, there were a time that I couldn't have guests in here during, you know, the mandates and things. But people still supported me. They did curbside. They came in and took it to go. Um, so, you know, I think I'm just gonna keep growing hopefully <laughs> I, was in here, I was in here one day and somebody came in and ordered had 16 drinks that you, that they'd ordered from here and i was like wow <laughs> so <they're> right on <laughs> um so doordash now that has moved to barberville do you see using their services or any kind of delivery services i've given that a, a little bit of thought but with the extra fees that are charged i you would probably Seems like I sat down one night and figured it out. If you ordered one large latte for me, it would end up costing probably like around ten dollars and fifty cents by the time you got it delivered. I don't think people would go for that. I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you love coffee, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. It's rough. I may, it's rough. I may yeah. give it some thought, but I think that's just. It probably would work better, you know, for restaurants with food takeout sure, than just someone ordering a drink. <laughs> the coffee's premium anyway. The premium right. price on the coffee plus you're paying for the premium delivery service too. It so would yeah. help, like, yeah. for an office setting if someone ordered lattes for the whole office or something. That would be handy, yeah. but I don't so know. any offices out there, yeah. <laughs> give Kim a call. Right. <laughs> so, a mistake that you've made, what... Have you made one, do you feel like, in the whole process? Oh, I'm sure I have, you know. <laughs> There's been lots of ups and downs and things that I probably should have done differently. Nothing comes to mind at the moment, but, I mean, along the way I've had, you know, some trips and stumbles. And Chris and I have a few very clear ones. Um, it's, it's, you know, and we won't say names, but we have a tendency to say yes to every project, right? Every project that comes along, anytime somebody wants something, we say yes. And a few times that's bit us, right? We've wound, oh, up, we've wound up in a place or in a situation that was not good for us or our business. And, and, and we probably shouldn't have taken the job. And that's, and so being more careful, you know, the lesson there is to be more careful with the, the jobs up front and make sure you understand exactly what the person wants before you right. get there. Um, which and that makes for a difficult a difficult job because here you are you've taken this my in my situation what I'm thinking of was a video you know I agreed to make a video and I didn't like anything about it um, the guy wanted to have too much creative control and it just it just made for a very difficult difficult working relationship mm -hmm. so trying to trying to see at the start um, how that relationship's going to go and making sure that you really want to have to have to deal with this um, and making sure that you guys are actually compatible. When and you're put doing your, right, and put your putting put, your name on the has work. to be something that you're proud of. Yeah. Right. And when somebody hires us, they're hiring us us to make a video, right? And they, that doesn't mean they can't have input, but like the general creative direction of the videos, it should be that you're hiring us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you find somebody who wants to micromanage every little thing, well, that's it's not really what we do. Be the boss. That's exactly. <laughs> it's not really what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so just being careful about our relationships. Okay. Do you have any? um inspiring customer story has there been some something 
Because I, I, I follow you on social media, uh-huh. and a lot of the times when you post about customers, a lot of them are heartwarming, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there one in particular? That's... <laughs> There's been several, you know, over the years, and at the moment, of course, I can't think. Um, there was a little man um, that used to come in every few months, he, w- he was from Toledo, Ohio, but he had moved here with his wife, and he would come in, and I guess maybe he was just trying to make friends or something, which I loved it, because he was just so cute and friendly, but he would stop in from time to time and bring me donuts or, you know, something like that, and would tell me little stories about his kids or his wife or what they were remodeling at their home, you know, his little right. projects he had going on. Um, I mean, over the years, there's been a, a lot. I just can't. <laughs> I can't think of them at the moment. Um, I got married here. Yes. You did. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> just a few. That might be yes. a bad story. I don't know why. I was just thinking about that a minute ago. I was like, I need to mention that. I got, All yeah. right. This is. A- <laughs> I got married right there. <laughs> My husband married him. At Hello Gorgeous. Married him. Married him. Because that'd be another story. It's a weird relationship. Let me tell you. I know you guys are friends. Yeah. All right, there's I, a lot of backstories here. Let's I see did. if we can like. Uh, he gave us. He did the Apache wedding vows, right? So we're, we're, oh, we're nice. so we're Apaches now. We like to say. Cool. It's pretty cool. So when did this happen? Oh yeah, about a month ago, the wow. 18th of July. 18th of July. Yeah. We wow. Are. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So we're very very newlywed. Got my rubber ring on right here. Nice. Officially married. <laughs> Uh, how did it happen? Like, how how did you come to ask if you could be married here? Well, we like Kim a lot. Like, we're 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 good friends with Kim. I mean, what is not to like? Look, right? I mean, look, she, I mean, she's she's selling our t-shirts over there in the corner. We're gonna be focusing. We'll have a picture for she's our a, listeners. We like Kim. We like the ugly mug a lot. Anytime Chris and I have to meet, we don't have a place. Right. So anytime we have to meet with somebody, it's the ugly mug. Or anytime Chris and I want to meet, it's at the ugly mug. So I mean, we like the ugly mug. Sure. And I was thinking, like, I didn't want to do a big church wedding because, like, I, I, way back story, I did that once, um, and it, it, that one didn't take. And I didn't want to, I, I didn't, I didn't want to have to go through all the red tape of like talking to a pastor, and he's then he's gonna like browbeat me with marriage counseling yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. So oh, I was, and pay me. You know. And I had done a photo shoot where where uh, Chris, Kim's husband, had been the minister, so I knew that he'd done it. <laughs> Oh. And so I was like, oh. so I, I reached out. I was like, hey, Chris. I was like, you know, I saw that you did that. Would you would you mind, you know, doing doing it for my wife and I, or my fiance and I? And, and he and he was kind enough to agree. And Kim opened the shop, and we did it right over there in the corner. So, <laughs> so, when, so what did she think? What did your fiance think? She was so happy. Oh. She's just. She was just. She just. You know, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she really just wanted to be married. She's she's a saint. She's an absolute saint. She moved here from Lexington, mm-hmm. um, and and moved her whole family. Her she's she's got kids as well. She moved her kids from Lexington to Barberville, um, to, to to marry me. So. To marry you in the ugly. <laughs> to marry me in the ugly mug. So this she is, is very romantic she is and a, sappy. She's, I love this. I'm gonna get so many brownie points when she hears this. <laughs> I can just see them racking up. But no, she's yeah. a, she's a saint. 
<laughs> you know, forget all about opening a business. We should just talk about this. Um, we we must have a picture to Absolutely. share with our listeners. So I hope you all will, I will absolutely provide us with one because that is amazing. That's I love awesome. that. Is that the first wedding that you had? It's actually the second. <laughs> um, one happened, one day, just like on a random Tuesday or something, and someone came in and said, could we uh, get married in here in uh, like a couple hours? And I'm like, oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> so they got married like over there somewhere near that table. I think this is your new beginning. Is I think yeah. after this airs, people are going to just be like, we're going there to get and married. And now my husband is ordained, so anytime he can marry someone, he's all about it. He loves to marry people. Uh, so can, you, can you have music for this occasion? Can somebody hum, you know? Your oh, yeah. yeah it's a private event. So. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is just beautiful. <laughs> so did you have the reception here as uh, well? Or yeah, we we had the reception. We all had a we had all had a cup of coffee. Oh, that <laughs> was really they even really had a picture where small. they were like locking their arms drinking their latte. Awesome. <laughs> so cute. And we were and again back to we'll, we'll circle this back to the business. Uh, we were very cognizant that this would be good social media content <laughs> for the ugly mug. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let's do it in the shop so we can get so we can get you some uh, publicity. <laughs> Well, you know, so Corbin has put that stone where you can come and, like, stand on it and uh, kiss each other. Like, both of you stand. It's got the women's mm -hmm. footprint on one side and the men's on the other on the stone somebody made. I missed that. Uh, you know, so Barberville can just add that, like, wherever the, the umbrella is. And, you know, <laughs> then they can just walk right over here after the kiss or get married and then walk there. You know. Or you can just put one in here. Some place they can stand on and kiss the bride and, you know. I think it's great. I, I mean, this is, I had no idea. The Ugly Mug is a wedding venue, actually. <laughs> Masquerading as a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wherever there's love, it doesn't matter if it's love love or coffee love exactly. or all of the above. Oh, that rhymes. Wow. <laughs> all right. So uh, I will give you, Kim, two minutes to give me your best piece of business advice that you've either been told or that you um, that you would give to someone else. Oh gosh, put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, I would say to always think positive. Um, go into starting your business knowing that you're going to have to crawl before you walk. <laughs> There's going to be lots of ups and downs, lots of uh, blood, sweat, and tears, of course, but you always need to believe in yourself. Don't um, listen to the negativity that's around you because you'll probably hear it. I heard my fair share of it. Mm -hmm. You've just got to block it out and uh, you know work hard, believe in yourself, and uh, you know just don't give up. Just it's especially hard here in a small town. To open a business, I mean, this little town's kind of like Mayberry. Right. That's right. <laughs> Not many businesses have lasted here, and somehow I have managed to do so. And I think that is because I did not give up when the times got tough. I just kept going. So one one other question I had while you were talking, like, I mean, have you found that there's like more bias towards male? Like, is it a male? dominated kind of business area here or um 
as far as business owners, yeah, there's not a lot of female entrepreneurs. Um, I'm in a group on, on Facebook with some female restaurant owners in the area. Um, and that has been a good outlet for me. <laughs> we can all like talk together. You know, Kristen from the, that owns the Wrigley, Gina mm-hmm. that owns Austin, Pineville, and London. We're all in that together. So it's been good to have each other because it is it is a male-dominated thing most okay. of the time. Yeah. I've not had any negative experiences because of it, but statistically it is more male than female. Okay. Isaac? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. No, I've got, I've got you. Um, my biggest piece of advice would be, and this, this, this kind of irks me when I hear it. People open businesses for the wrong reasons, right? Like if you're opening a business to make money, you probably shouldn't do it. Mm. Like that's a, that's, that's, that's not the reason you do this. Um, you need to open a vi- business because there's something passionate. You've got something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and you want to bring to the world. Um, I was taking pictures for ten years. That's not to say that you need ten years' experience to take pictures, right. but you need to be experienced. You need you need to be interested in it enough um, and passionate about it enough that you're going to continue. Like when you get home at night, you're still researching. When you're when you get home at night, you're still going to want to work on those pictures and still try to get better and learn, because mm-hmm. um, ultimately that's what's going to drive you to improve mm-hmm. and continue to stay at the you know the bleeding edge of the you know the you know, technological development and all the stuff needed to perhaps make your business succeed, se- separate you from the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to be passionate. That would be my number one piece of advice is just stay in, stay, you know, don't even try it. If you're not passionate about the, the, the subject, don't even try. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, I just want to thank both of you. I think you've shared a lot of information for someone that's out there considering opening a business. Um, you know, this is just the beginning of the, some things that uh, I think they would need to consider, and it, it's been a very more than I expected <laughs> informational episode, especially with that wedding twist. Yeah. <laughs> and we you go. know, I love a twist. <laughs> plot, so. twist, plot twist. <laughs> love Thank it. you for having us. Absolutely. Thank uh, you for having us. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so with that, we will we will end this episode. And again, thank you both for coming and meeting with us. And uh, thank you. Um, you know, sharing your stuff with us, your stories with us, and uh, your thoughts on all these different things. Uh, this is the first in a series of different episodes that we're going to do on business and you know uh, subjects pertaining to that. Uh, Kim, you know. Hope you stay here for another 20 years. And Isaac, I hope you know, your uh, video business goes, you know, continues to grow. And when you uh, when you get into the brewery thing and the, you know, the restaurant part of it, I'd like to come and talk to you again and see Wonderful. what your thoughts are about that. Thank you, thank I you. I know that's a whole different thing. <laughs> But and when this is wedding capital of Barberville, <laughs> yeah. I want to come back yeah. to that. So. <laughs> well, thank right. you all very much. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at iWritePlease at Outlook.com or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.